Broadcasting live from Las Vegas, Nevada, it's that groovy little podcast that gives you a first-person look into what it's like to call Sin City your home. It's the Living in Las Vegas podcast. That's it, baby. That's it. Let's get this party started. Oh, <laughs> welcome, everybody, to the Living in Las Vegas podcast here on the Vegas Video Network. That's what I wanted to hear. Thank you, everybody. Hey, congratulations, because you're listening to or watching the longest-running podcast about Vegas that actually originates in Vegas. We started this thing on January 12, 2006, over 13 years ago. That's insane. By the way, what does that mean to you? Well, whether you're a local or a tourist, I want you to think of this show as your own secret handshake to all things cool and groovy. Now, the live show is on the first and third Tuesday of every month at 7 o'clock Pacific p.m. at VegasVideoNetwork.com forward slash live. Again, VegasVideoNetwork.com forward slash live. Come on over. Have some fun with us. Join these lovely people in the live chat. Well, help, there they are right now. They got Pops and Ozzy Deb and Guy Dediata, Sandra Rich, oh, Gregor, Guy, uh, all kinds of fun people hanging out. Why are they here? Because we're having fun. It's the thing we do here. We've created this great community. We have people showing up an hour before the show just to kind of catch up with each other. I've had people who have been watching this live show for four years in a row. It's crazy. Other reasons, though, not just because they're charming and fun to be with. Uh, behind the scenes, we start streaming eh, half hour, 25, 30, 15 ish minutes before the show. You can watch us putting everything together. You can actually influence the show as well. And then after the show is done, we do Vegas Video Network After Dark, VVN 2.0. That's when we start talking about things that we wanted to share with the live stream, but we simply didn't want to have on the record. So again, VegasVideoNetwork.com forward slash live. Hey, I'm your host, Scott Whitney. Konnichiwa, buenas noches. How you doing, hot stuff? I am the founder of the Vegas Video Network. So on behalf of all of our shows, thanks for checking us out. And on behalf of this groovy little podcast, thanks for playing along as well. All right, let's get started. All right, what are we going to talk about today? Well, this is another viewer supplied topic. Well done, viewers. This is Glenn Santa again. He's kind of like my producer over in the New York. And he writes, How about a show on the recreational marijuana scene in Las Vegas? The do's and don'ts. I love that idea. So today's show is going to be called The 411 on 420 in Las Vegas. 420 is a shortcut for marijuana use. All right, here's the funny thing about this whole marijuana thing in Vegas. Uh, you might be surprised how many people were against this idea, the idea of people wanting to be able to smoke legally in Las Vegas. And I have always had this stance that says, I really don't think you should regulate what adults put in their body. Doesn't make sense to me. If you want to get high, go ahead. You want to have a drink? Cheers. You want to do a little coke? That's fine. Have a party. Just don't get in my way. Don't cause problems. Don't kill people while you're doing that. But it's your body. Do whatever you want with it. A lot of people say, yeah, but alcohol, you know, that's a safe drug. We can do that. <laughs> okay. I would argue that alcohol has a number of evils associated with it. Um, but the great thing about alcohol is that it's regulated. If I have a Coors Light, I, I know what it's going to taste like, and I know what it's going to do to me, how it's going to affect me. If I own a, a Tangeray and Tonic, I know what a Tangeray is all about. 
Uh, the problem with pot in the past, and pretty much any drug now, is that you really don't know what it is that you're taking. And as a result, I don't smoke pot. Why? Well, two true stories. Story number one. See, I grew up in Southern California. I was a long, blonde-haired, SoCal kind of guy. This is in the 70s, right? Kind of a surfer-looking guy, but I wasn't really a surfer. I was a band geek. And what do band geeks do? We party. That If you ever want to go to a good party, find the band guy, find the drummer, because we know how to party like anybody. Um, and by the way, you don't get a 2.5 grade point average in high school boink, uh, if you're not a really good partier, which I am. So that's all I cared about, partying and, you know, music and stuff. So, of course, we smoked a little pot in there and had a little, and it's fine. Hang out at the Huntington Beach, Pier 5, smoke some dope. Yeah, it's okay. After, the, or after uh, high school, I went into the Air Force. Apparently, if you want to go to college, you have to take the SAT. <laughs> I was busy that weekend. So I went in the Air Force, and after basic training, I found myself in Biloxi, Mississippi, uh, which could be a whole show in and of itself. Um, and uh, after a while, I, you know, I partaked or partook in a little bit of the marijuana. As a matter of fact, saw the funniest movie I've ever saw uh, while I was high. It was a, a, a comedy called Brubaker. Have you heard of it? Yeah, it's not a comedy. It's a prison film with Robert Redford. And we thought it was hysterical when he took out this big piece of glass from his hand. Just thought it was super funny. Now, I was, I was high and it was fun high. Then I went to Merced, California after being in Biloxi. Merced is basically in the middle of California. It's about 60 miles north of Fresburg, Fresno. And uh, while hanging out there, this was my musical recording time. I ended up recording a couple hundred rock songs. I needed a guitar to do that. So I've always been obsessed with the Gibson Explorer. And I found in like a penny saver, a Gibson Explorer limited edition E1 for sale. I'm like, oh my God, that's that's, that's my guitar. So I called the guy. He happened to be a local guitar hero in Modesto. Modesto is about 30 miles north of Merced. So I called the guy. I'm like, hey, I'm, I, I'd like to buy your guitar. Can I come up and get it? Yeah, absolutely. Come on up. So I head on up to, uh, to Merced. I'm sorry, to Modesto. Now, how do you get to Modesto? From Merced, it's about 30 miles north. And then you get off the freeway. You go about a mile east. Then you go about a half a mile north, and then you go about a half a mile west to get to this guy's place. So it's basically a flag. Go up, make a right, make a uh, left, and make another left, and you're there. Okay? Easy enough. So I drive up there. I make my rights and my lefts, and I show up to the guy's place. Super nice fella. And there's the, there it is, the, the guitar. Beautiful. And there is a certain smell to a guitar in a case that, it, man, it's just, it's fantastic. So I played it a little bit, and he played it and he was just killing it. I'm like, this is great. So I gave him the money, getting ready to head out. And he's like, hey, do you want to pop for the road? Sure. Why not? Why turn down a free pop for the road? So he pulls out a, a joint, just a regular size joint, nothing significant. And he lights it up and takes just a monster hit. And he hands it to me. And, you know, I got to drive. I take it easy. So I take a, a human regular hit. Yeah, no big deal. Hand it back to him. He takes another. Monster. You're going to love this guitar. And he hands it back to me. And I'm like, well, you know, and I'm like, well, this is kind of interesting. I take just one little bit hip and then all of a hit. And I'm like, huh, this is, <laughs> this is kind of weird. I, uh, 
I can't feel my lips. I couldn't feel them, like they weren't there. Super hard to talk when you can't feel your lips. And I had the worst cotton mouth I've ever had in my life. <laughs> it was like eating gum. I'm like, well, this is problematic. Probably time for me to go. So I get my new guitar. I take it down to my 1970 Ford Maverick. And I head back. Now, what do I got to do to go home? Well, I got to go uh, east a half a mile, south a half a mile, and then west a mile. So I do east, I do south, I do west about nine-tenths of a mile, and I get completely paranoid that I'm going the wrong way. I, I wasn't. I was, I don't know, 200 feet from the on-ramp, but I thought, oh, shit, I'm, I'm going the wrong way. So I made a U-turn. I went four miles the other direction completely out of my mind, like, what, what's happening? So I realized, I don't recognize any of this stuff. I gotta pull over. So I pull over at like a, a Walmart or a Walgreens or a Kmart, whatever it was. I pull into the, the parking lot. I'm sitting there and going, wow, this is uh, unusual. I'm just gonna kind of chill out. So I, I parked the car and I kind of slumped down a little bit and just kind of chill out listening to the cars around me. And when I say listening to the cars around me, I don't mean the engine. I could hear the lights. See, it was about dusk. And as a car would drive by me and the lights would go across my eyes, I could hear that. This is before Star Wars. So <laughs> these cars are going by and I'm, I'm like, what the fuck is this? So uh, that took about three hours to get over that. Uh, and I ended up, you know, finally getting home and come to find out, I, I explained this to a few people and they're like, oh yeah, yeah, I know what happened to you. You, uh, your, your dope had angel dust in it. Oh, <laughs> charming. So I said, that's it. No more pot. Can't trust it. Not interested. So that's what I did until, uh, Jamaica. Yeah. Fast forward a couple more years. I'm out of the air force. Now I'm working at a company called Varian. Meet a woman who I'm, you know, kind of fond of, and we start dating, and she's like, hey, I'm going to Jamaica in a few months. And she was going to go by herself to Jamaica. And she's like, you should come with me. I'm like, Jamaica? This is fantastic. I'm in my early 20s. I've never been out of the United States. I should go to Jamaica. So we did. We booked a place called Hedonism 2. <laughs> That's another story as well, but not for this. It could be a uh, Vegas Video Network After Dark story. So we go to Hedonism too. We go to Jamaica. It's an all-inclusive thing. We're hanging out. We're having a good time. And she's like, you know, uh, I would really like to see a ganja plantation. Well, who wouldn't? We're in Jamaica. I'm like, oh, you got to be kidding me. Uh, this is my first time in, in or outside of America. And you want to go see a ganja? All right. All right. All right. So I talked to one of the people who worked there and I said, hey, man, what, what are the chances are uh, of, of getting to see a, a ganja plantation? How would I do that? And he's like, and can you help me? He's like, yeah, no problem, man. No problem, man. Yeah, that's my Jamaican accent. Pretty good, right? That will be the end of my Jamaican accent. He basically said this. Um, it's not a problem. We can do it. Here's what we do. Yes. First, you're going to rent two motorcycles. Mm -hmm. First one's for me, and the other one's for you and your lady friend. And you will follow me up the mountain to my uncle's ganja plantation. Well, that sounds like a great idea. Let's do that. So the next day, I rented two rickety piece of shit motorcycles, and we head on up the mountain to this ganja plantation. Now we're on the wrong side of the road. 
you know, they, they drive on the other side. So I'm a little shaky here. Tourist bus are zipping by me. I'm like, wow, that seems safe. We finally start going up the road. We're, you know, crisscrossing, zippity-zoppity, and finally we pull into a gotcha plantation. Bushes that are six feet tall. <laughs> I'm like, wow, this is it's kind of cool. Look at me. Over to the, this far side there, I see Uncle Bob or Uncle Joe or whatever the hell his name was, standing by a, a, a tin building, happy as hell. And we start chatting with Uncle Bob or Uncle Joe or whatever his name was. And super nice guy. And he's kind of explaining how stuff works. Well, the reason why we have the trees around the pot is because we don't want people to be able to see in. I'm like, well, that seems like that's a legal thing or whatever. He's like, would you like to see our product? Absolutely. So uh, we go into this tin shack now this tin shack is elevated about three feet off the ground so we go up the stairs open up the door and walk into the tin shack that's completely empty uh, with the exception of a three-foot pile of pot <sighs> like huh yeah you don't see that very often like that's pretty cool okay sounds good and then he said hey would you like a pop for the road sure i'm in jamaica went in jamaica smoke a little pot so we go back outside and Uncle Joe, Uncle Bob, whatever his name was, pulls out a spleef that was about as big as my arm. It was enormous. It looked like a Fred Flintstone uh, marijuana cigarette. I'm like, holy shit, what are you going to do with that? Well, he showed me. He took out a, a, one of those lighters that goes, <sighs> takes a, I mean, a monster hit. And then he hands it to me. Now, look, I'm driving a rickety piece of shit motorcycle in Jamaica on the wrong side of the road. I am not interested in getting high here, but I don't want to be rude. So I, I do a, you know, a pinhole pop. Thanks. And hand it to the gal with me, Sue. And she takes a sizable hit, hands it to our driver, our tour guide. And he takes a hit, gives it back to Uncle Joe Bob. And, and Joe's, I mean, this huge amount of dope. Hands it to me. I'm like, nah, I'm like, nah, there you go. Back to Sue. Sue takes a hit, and so we're hanging out and talking. And you know, I'm like, hmm, man, this lip thing is kind of. But I wasn't feeling high, but I could feel a little something. I'm like, well, I got to be aware of that. Sue, meanwhile, is like, you know, I'm I'm feeling a little tired. I need to sit down. All right, sit down. So she sits on a big log, and uh, I'm keeping an eye on her and talking to Joe Bob, the uncle, and our our guide. And I'm keeping an eye on Sue. And Sue uh, normally. You know, she's like five foot nothing, for one thing. So not a lot of body to her. And then she's turning from a pinkish red color, little sun, to white. And I mean like, uh-oh, where'd the blood go white? And then she decides to tell me that she's sleepy, her eyes can't stay open, and she wants to take a nap. Fuck that. <laughs> and I'm like, what? No, no, no. Because I'm thinking to myself, you're about to die. And if you die, that means I die. Because there's no way these two Jamaican cats are going to go, yeah, we have a witness who watched one American die. We can't have a witness for that. We're going to kill him too. And then fertilize him. And that's why all the plants grow so well. So I'm like, screw this. So I get her up. I put her on the motorcycle behind me. And I wrap her arms around me so that they're kind of on my stomach. And then I take them and I tuck them between my legs. And then lean forward like this so that she's leaning against my back. And then... We were off and got the hell out of there. At that point, I realized that's it. No more pot. I can't trust it. I'm not interested. And I haven't smoked pot since I was 25. So, uh, what, 10 or so years? <laughs> uh, over 25, oh, almost 30 years. It never really interested me. Now, all of a sudden, 
pot gets legal. So what's the deal on this? How did this all happen? Well, back in, in November of, of uh, 2016, November 8, 2016, Las Vegas passed the Regulation and Taxation of Marijuana Act, which stated that on January 1st, 2017, you all can get legally high. Uh, but that didn't really actually start until July of 2017 because you couldn't buy it unless there was a dispensary, and that's when the first dispensary hit. So what's the law say? Well, first of all, you can only buy from state-licensed retail shops or dispensaries. So that means that if you're still hanging out with Chris on the corner, your dealer, that's illegal. You can't be doing that, so knock it off. Now, what's it say? Okay, who can buy weed in Las Vegas? Anyone over 21 years old can buy. Uh, including Nevada residents and visitors, you can purchase or possess up to one ounce of flour or an eighth of an ounce of concentrates. Now, that measurement stuff, do they track it? They do not. So you could go to one dispensary, buy your one ounce of flour marijuana, and then go across the street to the other dispensary and buy another ounce, and nobody would be the wiser. They don't care. Uh, they do, by the way, track medical consumption, which we'll talk about a little bit later. So can I buy this stuff on vacation and take it home? Yeah, yeah. If you live in, La in Nevada, you can do that. But if you live elsewhere, absolutely not. So it's against federal law to carry cannabis across state lines. Um, and even if you're within state lines, let's say that <clears throat> you're flying to Reno, if you take that pot through the TSA, that's illegal as well. So don't do that. Okay, well, Scott, I like to stay high and stay baked, and I don't want to get out. Can I have them delivered to me? They can, actually, as long as it's sanctioned. So a lot of the big dispensaries do delivery. But there's been reports about people doing illegal delivery that you can find on, wait for it, Craigslist. Um, so I'd recommend against that. If you're going to get delivery, I would go to a, a reputable uh, dispensary. Now, what about paraphernalia? Can I do pipes and bongs, and can I buy cultivating equipment, and how about other materials? Yeah. Under the current law, it's legal to buy, own, use, or sell cannabis paraphernalia. Now, can I give cannabis as a gift to a friend? I've always liked that by you. You're very, very personal and, and kind of a giving person. You can. You can give them up to an ounce of flour and an eighth uh, of an ounce of concentrate, just like what you can own, uh, but they cannot pay you for it because then you're basically dealing. Uh, can I reimburse a friend who goes on a pot run? Nope. That would be basically construed as an illegal sales transaction, but it does get a little murky. What if you give them the money and then they go? Uh, nobody's very clear on that. Okay, well, where can I smoke or consume cannabis? And this, folks, is the thing that's screwing people up. You can smoke at private properties, right? So that means that if you own a house, Smoke to your heart's content. You can also consume on a private property if you have the permission of the property owner. So if you go to your friend Dave's house, and it's his house, and he wants to get high, you can get high. Uh, if you're renting, you can't smoke there unless you get permission from the owner. That's muy importado. But what, also what that means is that you can't get high in a casino. Uh-huh. Yeah, most people don't know that, but you're not allowed to do that. So casinos are kind of serious about this. They actually will fine you if they discover that you smoked pot in the room. Well, how much is the fine? Well, how does $500 to $2,000 strike you? To me, it strikes me as not a great idea. And a part of that, it's gone up because there's, I guess some of this pot is oil-based and the oil is kind of stainy. 
And so they're trying to get these stains out. And they're like, fuck it, we're just going to charge you $2,000 to do that. Uh, that also explains why edibles um, and vape pens, disposable cartridges, that's, that's becoming real popular with tourists because then you don't have the problem of smoking pot uh, in your room. I also read that a few smaller non-gaming hotels off the strip are allowing people to smoke in rooms and or on the balcony. So you don't want to call ahead, of course, for that. But nobody on the strip is allowing us to do that as far as I know. And by the way, you may say to yourself, well, wait a minute, can I just buy it and then consume it at the dispensary? No. That'd be the equivalent of buying a uh, six-pack of beer at the liquor store and then drinking it right there. You're not allowed to do that. You can't smoke pot uh, in a dispensary. As a matter of fact, when you buy, uh, whether it's an edible or a flour-based pot, they actually seal it package it and hand it and, you know, basically send you on your way for your, your high test. Okay. Speaking of high test, what about uh, my employer? Can my, given it's legal now, can my employer uh, drug test me for marijuana use? Yeah, absolutely. Public, private, doesn't matter. They, if they choose to prohibit marijuana use, they can absolutely drug test you, whether it's legal or not. Um, and there's not a whole bunch you can do about that. Um, Interestingly, though, there appears to be a trend where companies are less interested in the marijuana aspect of that. And there's some argument that because of the low unemployment rate, um, in other words, it's harder to find employees, businesses will likely curtail that as well. But it really depends on where you work. So I know somebody who just recently was hired by uh, a major gaming company that has a world or a U.S.-wide uh, footprint, and that person was drug tested. So they're still doing it, regardless of... And, and by the way, if the company has multiple places, you know, we're one of few places where marijuana is legal, <clears throat> so they're going to drug test you anyway. So you can't get away from it, even if it's legal uh, in Las Vegas. Now, can I consume cannabis in public? No, absolutely not. <clears throat> you can't smoke in public. You can't consume an edible in a detectable way. Like, you can't make a big deal. I'm getting high. Can't be doing that stuff. Um, and if you do, um, you're, you're going to get yourself in trouble. By the way, you can't do it in a real retail store. You can't do it in your car. You can't do it anywhere, again, other than your own private residency, basically, a private location. Uh, and there's a fine if you're caught doing that. It's a misdemeanor. It's a $600 fine if you're out trying to get high, walking up and down Fremont Street, for example. Now, are people doing it? Yeah, for sure. Is that a risk you want to take? I don't know. If, if it is, take it. But it's certainly not something that I'd want to do. Uh, how about if you want to be your own grower? Are you allowed to do that? Well, you are. It's kind of neat if you're into that. Homegrown is not legal in Las Vegas, the city. However, it is legal to grow your own in other parts of the state under the following conditions. And by the way, just so you know, Las Vegas, for instance, the strip is not in Las Vegas. We've talked about this before. It's in Clark County. Las Vegas, from the Strip perspective, doesn't start until Sahara North. So, for example, uh, Stratosphere, or Strat now, and all of Fremont Street. That's in Vegas, but everything below the Strat is not Vegas. It's in Clark County. So, uh, what are the rules to grow your own pot? Well, first of all, you have to live more than 25 miles away from a cannabis retailer, which I think might be hard, because as you're going to see a few minutes from now, they're <laughs> everywhere here. I don't know you can get 25 miles away from something like that, but good luck to you. You can grow your, you can grow your plants um, outside of public view 
and the area is locked and secured. So you can grow it, but it's got to be locked and secured and outside of public view. Uh, that means you can grow inside a room, inside your house, a greenhouse, a closet, uh, any other area that it's enclosed and locked and secure. You can grow no more than six plants per person in the household with a maximum of 12 plants per household. So if you're a family of four, little Jimmy and little Julie do not get their own pot plants. Sorry. You must either own the property or have been granted permission by your landlord or legal owner. And by the way, I think the chances of that are zero. <laughs> I just don't think it's going to happen. So if you want to, if you want to grow the pot, eh, you got to you know, buy your own home, basically. Now, if you violate any of these conditions, you could be charged as following. First violation, well, congratulations. It's a misdemeanor, and that's a, it's punishable with a maximum fine of $600. You're not a learner. You want to keep going. Uh, second violation. Good for you. Now it's a thousand dollar fine. Now you keep going. Okay. Third violation. You idiot. It's uh, escalates from a misdemeanor to a gross misdemeanor. And then if it's a fourth and subsequent violations at this point, congratulations. You're now a category E felon. Boink. So I'd recommend against that. Okay. Is a medical marijuana card necessary? It's not. Anybody can get high as long as they're 21 and older, I said, but there might be a reason why you want to use a miracle or a medical marijuana card. First of all, you're going to save yourself 10%. Yep. There is a retail excise tax on pot here that's 10%. Um, so if you are a medical marijuana card holder, you don't pay that. And also the, the pot available to medical marijuana folks is stronger. Uh, so if you need to get higher or whatever the term is, eh, maybe you need one of those cards. Now, where do you find this stuff? Well, a dispensary. And let me give you an idea of, of where they are. There's a couple, as you can see from this map, for those of you watching the video, and those who are listening, basically, you, you can't swing a cat and not hit a dispensary somewhere. And it's hard to tell on this particular map but the one place that you won't find uh, is on the Strip. They don't allow dispensaries on the Strip proper. By the way, this website is called weedmaps.com. I have seen a number of dispensaries advertise that they're on weed maps. So that's, apparently that's the place to go if you want to find a dispensary. But again, you're not going to find any place on the Strip itself. Now, the closest place to a dispensary on the Strip is Planet 13, which is like this 100,000 square foot place. It looks amazing uh, from the outside. And it leads to what does this stuff cost, which fascinates me. So according to Planet 13, and this, by the way, is, is their website. That's the outside of their building. That's a big, giant, I don't know, concrete ball floating on water. It's really impressive. They've got a, a huge crowd there almost all the time. So what does this stuff cost? And I, the problem with this for me is I don't really know the associated high with the cost. So on average, as I went through their website, you can get a gram for $20. And if you want an ounce, it's about $380. Now, the, the problem is, what does a $20 hit do to you? I mean, does it get you super high or kind of high? Is it the equivalent of drinking a beer or is it uh, the equivalent of uh, drinking a bottle of scotch? I have no idea. If it's the equivalent of drinking a beer, 20 bucks is more expensive than any drink on the strip, so it doesn't sound great. Now, 
Um, I actually should have probably <laughs> invited uh, a couple people I know to the show, only that they smoke and I don't understand it. So I understand $380 for an ounce. That an ounce is a lot of pot, I guess. Um, so that's probably a reasonable investment, but I just don't know uh, the deal on that. So a lot of people who are trying to learn more about this will go on a, a herb tour. There's a website called herbologytours.com. Um, I think it's a good idea, but you've got to be careful. So Glenn, uh, part of what he, he said in his email was, you could also tell the story that we went through. Now, I'm not going to tell the entire story, but here's what basically happened. They went on one of these pot tours, and one of the things that you do, besides understanding the history of marijuana and all that good stuff, and you, you get to buy pot. So they went to some dispensary and bought some edibles. And as they were going through the rest of the tour, and I think the tour lasted three hours. This is a three-hour tour, like Gillian. They, uh, took, they each took um, uh, an edible, as I understand it. And, and they were going through the tour, and the tour was done, and they headed over to the, back to the, the casino, and they weren't really feeling it. They were just kind of sitting around going, well, you know, this doesn't, I don't think it's working. So they take a couple more, and uh, things changed for them quickly. So first of all, the way your body, uh, the, the metabolism or the way, uh, what's, what's the word? The way your body handles pot is different. It's, when you smoke it, it's one way, but when you eat it, your body takes it differently. So it's common knowledge, I guess, that the edibles are stronger. It takes less to get you high, apparently. Well, they didn't know that. So the first two didn't do anything. They took two more, and now they are freaked out. Just, they're walking around kind of like they're... <laughs> People are talking at him who are not talking at him. I think they were talking, they think each other were talking to him and they weren't talking to each other. They were completely paranoid, freaked out, and that was the way they were for eight hours. <laughs> so here's a tip from your Uncle Scott. If you're going to do edibles, take them and then just wait. <laughs> Be patient. I think you're going to get what you're looking for. Uh, speaking of edibles or just walking around, what about driving? What's the deal with driving while high? Well, Nevada t treats it like a DUI. It's the same kind of deal. So if they pull you over and it's clear that you're high and that you're impaired, you're probably going to get arrested. Uh, they also have a, a test, very much like alcohol. Uh, if, the, if the driver's blood contains at least two nanograms per milliliter of marijuana or five nanograms per milliliter of uh, metabolites, I guess that's edibles, that's the same as being 0.8%. Now, again, I don't know. The problem with that is what's 0.8% in alcohol? For, for me, it's about four drinks, three drinks. Uh, but what would that be for marijuana? I don't have any clue. And for women, it's usually half of what it is for men. So it, I don't really know what that, what that means from a uh, don't smoke too much, don't eat too much because it'll get you in trouble from a DUI, or just a safety perspective as well. And by the way, just like drunk driving, if you get popped, the penalties for driving stoned are the same as being a DUI guy. So jail, eh, two days to six months, 24 to 60 or 96 hours of community service. Uh, you get to go to Nevada DUI school, which you get to pay for. Fined between $400 and $1,000 plus all court costs. You go to the Nevada Victims Impact Panel, um, which I'm sure is pleasant. Uh, and then you get a uh, suspended license for up to 90 days. So not a great idea. 
That's why Lyft is there. That's why Uber is there. And by the way, drunk driving has gone down about 25% because of Lyft and Uber. Uh, I don't know what the deal is for smoking pot, but I'm assuming it's uh, probably the right thing to do. Uh, so in conclusion, what does this make? First of all, it was a great decision on Las Vegas's or Clark County's part or Nevada's part to do this. It has brought in record amounts of uh, income for the, uh, the county, the city, the state. So that's good news. Um, uh, I think Colorado was the state that had the biggest record before. And I believe we beat them uh, in the first week. <laughs> I mean, it's huge. I, I, I drive by one of them. Uh, I forget what it's called. Reef, Reef News? Reef something or other. It's behind the fashion show mall. Actually, right next to Planet 13. They got to hate that. And there's always... Taxis out there, Uber cars out there, usually a little wine. And as I drive by there and, and look at the Planet 13, there's always people in front of that place. Uh, they're good. You know, I, I met a guy who owns a dispensary and owns a growing plant on, the, on a plane ride from San Francisco to here. And it was interesting. It was right after this all happened, and he was telling me that a lot of these dispensaries are going out of business. First of all, it's very expensive to, to launch one of these things, like million-dollar expensive to get one of these things off the ground. And a lot of these people didn't have the, the financial, well, financial wherewithal, but also the business acumen to, to get the business running. And as you could see in that map, the competition here is fierce, 50-plus people selling basically the same thing. And they all have their own names, and they all have their own pitches, but they're all selling the same stuff. So a little competitive, I guess. And I also believe when it comes to uh, being able to consume this in public, that's a real problem for especially tourists. Where can I do this? There is legislation uh, in the works now, or trying to be in the works now, that's going to hopefully solve that problem. Casinos are looking at being able to create lounges. You know, companies are looking to be able to just create pot lounges uh, around the, uh, the area here so that you have somewhere to go. Uh, and clearly some, like I said before, some places, some hotels that don't have casinos off strip are already saying, yeah, you know, we'll let you do that. We'll give you permission to do that. Um, so here's the thing. I think it'll eventually happen. I'm glad that it's finally regulated. The scary thing about pot, as I mentioned in my stories, is that you didn't know what you were taking. Now you pretty much know, um, but I wouldn't do what Glenn did and, and, and Kelly, and, and that is take more, take it until you feel it, because I think that's just a bad, it's like drinking. If you drink until you feel it, it's too late. You've got a lot more coming. So I would take it easy, basically, and, you know, until then, fly safe. Have a good time. And if you can describe what it's like to be high, let me know. But I, I'm still not going to do it. It's not, not, not of interest to me. All right. But here's what I will do. I'll have a drink on you. Or me. All right, all right, all right. It's time for Have a Drink on Me. It's part of the show where I show you a picture of a bar or a speakeasy or a lounge, but never a nightclub. And you guess what it is. And if you guess correctly, you can win fantabulous prizes. Now, how do you guess? Well, simply enough, you send your guests to Have a Drink at VegasVideoNetwork.com. Again, Have a Drink at VegasVideoNetwork.com. Okay. How many chances are there to win? Five. 
Here's what I mean. If you send in a correct email entry, and I read it and it's right, I put you in the hat, that's one opportunity. If you submit an entry and you happen to be in the live chat during the live show, guess what? I'm putting your name in the hat again. Wait a minute. If you send in a video guess, I'm gonna put your name in again. That's a three right there. Wait a minute. What if you're the very first correct entry? who, by the way, is always the same person for some crazy witch-like reason, well, then we're going to put your name in the hat again. That's four. And if you do an intro to our entire show, kind of like, hey, I'm Dave Smith from Poughkeepsie, and you're watching the Living in Las Vegas podcast. Take it away, it's good. Bam, I'm putting your name in the hat. That means it's a possibility that you could have your name in the hat five times for one deal. Pretty cool. Now, wait a minute. What can I win? I like that about you. You're inquisitive. You know who's going to tell you? Our good friend, Pops. Pops, what can they win? Oops, no. I want you to do this one. Let me tell you what you can win this week. <laughs> this week's Lucky Haddam winner can choose any one of three amazing Scott Whitney guitar CDs. Chris Acoustic 1, Chris Acoustic 2, or Gajazathon. Proudly displayed here by Bob, undisputed king of the video Haddam entry. Or... You can choose the comfortable and stylish Vegas Video Network Visor like it, these lucky winners. Available in the standard black and sometimes in the rare, hard-to-find red, popular with the ladies and the Russians. Or you can choose the premium prize package. The next time you're going to be in Vegas, you can arrange an evening of sophistication and class with the man himself, the guru of all things Vegas, Scott Whitney. Well, okay, at least drinks laughs and some priceless conversation there you go send your entry into habit drink at vegasvideonetwork.com vegasvideonetwork.com thank you pops okay what do we have this year or this year this show we have 15 out of 16 correct guesses for this week's Haddam. oh i almost forgot something very important oops <laughs> sorry I'm so excited about the uh, 15 out of 16. Uh, one of the things that Bob's mentioned was uh, the idea of being able to get one of these here visors. They come in black like my heart or red uh, like your heart. And if you take this visor, you take a picture of it like Richard Jitter should do. Take a picture of it. Send that picture to me, your buddy Scott. I'm going to take that picture. I'm going to go, ooh, oh, you're a very handsome man or a, a lovely woman. I'm going to put it in a category. I'm going to put it in a box of you. What kind of category? What kind of box? Oh, good question. I like that about you. Again, inquisitive. No, you'll be a part of the magical galaxy of gods. There's Tepper and then there's Bill, Mr. Testy and Steve and Michael and Robert and Rosie and Scott, Michael, Binky and Bob, then there's Alan and Aaron, who are newists, and Bob and Bob's wife, and Danny and Shanna Chan, there's Craig and Glenn, who got high and lost his mind, and Jimmy Doochies, and let's not forget Rob, and when there's Ken and Stuart and Christina, who's all babies are because of my music, and then there we have, <laughs> oh, well, oh, sorry. There's Jackie, who I just saw last week, and there's and Pops, 25-time winner, and Sam, and all kinds of people, and a dog, and Chris, whose river is about as big as at my head. There's Brent's dad, Scott, your buddy, when and let's not forget our good buddy, Brett. All right. 
Okay, so we had 15 out of 16 correct answers. Last week's um, Haddam was this guy right here. There it is. And the clues were Holsteins at Cosmo, Holsteins at Cosmo, Holsteins at Cosmo. There we go. Very good. All right, let's see what we got. Okay. By the way, Pops in the live chat does edibles. How about that? Okay, number one, Ozzy Deb. One for the correct answer. Ozzy Deb, one for being the first correct answer because she's in Australia. She's 12 hours ahead. That's why she knows these things. And then also one more because she's in the live chat. That's right. Ozzy Deb, first one in, in the live chat. She's in Australia. It's 15 hours ago or before. We haven't even got there. She's, she's there. That's how awesome she is. Next, we got Mike from the Couve. Now, Mike said he wanted to be first. He was in the two minutes after Deb. One for the correct answer. I think Mike's, is Mike in the chat? If he is, let me know. Do, 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 do. Then we've got Bill98036. He tried to be first. He had a lot of fun in the live chat. He was third. He's telling you, these guys are not messing around. Deb is, Deb is not to be messed around. She's the shit. All right, so let's go next up. We've got... Sam the, or uh, yeah, Sam the Wrench, one for the correct answer. Sam is in the live chat. Wrench. That's a double. Way to go. Gotta love that. Next we have Mike from the Couve. He's an extra because I missed him last week or last show, and I promised I'd put him in there. So, eh, we're giving. Mike's in. Then we've got Binky, correct answer. We've got Jeff uh, Bru Brunacci from Loveland, Colorado. That's a nice name. Andy from New Hampshire, who's always playing. I like Andy's deal. John Herman from New York City. Went for the correct answer. Blackjack Bolin. That's a great name right there. Boom. Steve Rhodes from the UK. Now, this is funny. He, he wrote to me and said, you know, I'm trying to go cold turkey from the whole Las Vegas thing. Uh, and then I saw your last episode. It sucked me back in. And as a result, he decided to play Have a Drink on Me. Jimmy 2G's. Went for the correct answer. And then we've got Who's Your Daddy? One for the correct answer. And I think they're in the live chat. There he is. Who's your daddy? Hoosier like the Hoosiers. One of my favorite names in the live chat, by the way. Then we've got Bob Thomas, who I've met for a Haddam, from St. Augustine, Florida. And then finally, we've got your friend and mine, Pops, with his video entry. There it is. Go, Pops, go. Hey, kids. It's baseball season. Sometimes Scott hits a home run with a Haddam pick. Holsteins at the Cosmo. Holy Holsteins. Yep, Scott's going to go there and drink. Not Pops. What? Pops always says it takes more than just booze to interest him in a bar. Go to Yelp. Look at the pictures of the food. Go there to eat. Oh, my goodness. Go there to eat. Good pick, Scott. See ya. All right. Way to go, Pops. By the way, Binky was in the live chat. Sorry I missed you, Binky. Didn't see you there. I got your name in there. Way to go, Pops. One for the correct answer, Pops, for the being in the live chat, Pops. Uh, for uh, the video entrance. Well done, well done. Okay, let's see what we got here. Oh, by the way, Pops, I found it funny that you love that place because the drinks there are about 19 bucks a piece. <laughs> it's the Cosmo. 
Now what do you see? Now tell me about your plans, Batman. All right, here we go. And the winner is... It's Pops. Now Pops, who has won seven times, as I recall Pops, he wants me to hand it off to somebody else. So Pops was the winner. Winner. Now let me get in the live chat. Pops winner. One thing I hate about this live chat is that there's a delay uh, that used to be only two seconds. Now it's about 15, 20 seconds. It kind of sucks. So Pops, do you want me to pick somebody else out of the hot? Okay, I choose. Okay, I'm going to pick somebody else out of the chat. So Pops is now an eight-time winner. The, the most winning gentleman female anybody in living in las vegas history congratulations pops i'm gonna pick somebody else out of here let's see and he was in there three times that explains why he got picked let's pick another one here we go here we go here we go here we go and the winner is who's your daddy there it is baby who's your daddy is the one dun, 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 dun. well done okay so we'll put that over there and now let's look at this week's have a drink upon moi do, 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 do. there it is and here are your hints. Simply could have been named tree and plant. Could have been named tree and plant. And number two, the property is, quote, contained in downtown Vegas. The property is, quote, contained in downtown Vegas. And hint number three, it could have been called wood and itchy maker. Hint number three, it could have been called Wood and Itchy Maker. If you know the answer to this question, I would invite you to send an email to have a drink at VegasVideoNetwork.com. Have a drink at VegasVideoNetwork.com. Before I uh, wrap up, you can see I'm wearing my Livestream Las Vegas shirt. I want to share with you uh, an interesting experience today. As I mentioned, I think in the, the live chat before we got started, wasn't sure I was going to be able to make the show because we had a, a live stream at 3 o'clock. And um, <laughs> it was the weirdest live stream I've ever done. And I've done my fair share of live streams, including this show here. So imagine uh, a live stream, and I get paid for doing this, where we're in a bar and the very first shot we see is our camera guy walking into the bar and he sees uh, a llama and an alpaca next to the bar owner. And that's how it started. <laughs> and we had a donkey in there. We had Vegas Golden Night drinks being made. The, the Misfit Mule, which is where the mule donkey comes from. It was wacky. Um, the bar is called Born and Raised. It's a, a local bar here. They have one here in Las Vegas, uh, south of 215, one over in Hendertucky. They also have a property at the uh, Bally's Bazaar area. Uh, we shot this one in the Vegas property. It was hysterical. Uh, no one really knew what they were doing, they, but they had the best time. We were trying to get this. So basically the premise is we, we did this, this drink, this uh, our, uh, misfit mule. Had two bartenders there. One of them was making it. One was kind of talking. Then we hand the, the drink off to a guy uh, who was there, a big beard. And we put carrots in his beard because in rehearsal, we wanted to get, and we got the, the donkey to eat the carrots out of his beard. <laughs> <laughs> tried that again of course it didn't work live come to find out donkeys are particular about when they want carrots and when they don't 
Nonetheless, the customer loved it. They thought it was hysterical. We all were laughing our asses off. It was a good deal. So I tell you what, if you can get a job where you can laugh and, and do live streams of videos of, of donkeys and alpacas and people in bars, that's not a terrible way to make a living. All right, guys. That's it. Thanks for hanging out. Hey, if you want to reach out to us, super easy to do. All you have to do is send us an email to onairq at livinginlv.com. Again, onairq at livinginlv.com. Hey, if you want to send us a voicemail, it's super easy to do. Just go to our website. And when you go to our website, you'll see there's a little orange tab on the right side. Click on that, and then a, a dialog box will pop up. And because you have a microphone attached to your computer, you can click the Start Recording button and send us your dulcet tunes. We're on all the social media stuff, the Twitter, the Facebook, the Instagram. So check us out there. We're, of course, on iTunes. And if you're watching or listening, to us on iTunes. We'd appreciate a five-star review. We're also on uh, the YouTube. We're a YouTube partner, and if you're watching us there, you know, give us a thumbs up and share us with your friends. We're also on the Roku. We're actually, by the way, if you're watching us on Roku, we're about ready to redesign the Roku channel, so stay tuned for that. Over 80,000 people have installed the accounts. We're on Stitcher, TuneIn, Spotify, Chromecast, Apple, Google Fire TV, Google Play. Oops, that's not the one I wanted. <laughs> and the Vegas Video Network. Thanks so much for checking us out. I'm uh, Scott. You guys are the best. Vegas Video Network. See you next time on the Living in Las Vegas podcast. You guys, see you later. Bye now.